0: luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com style. There is no better group of plants of
1: flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla.
0: Nothing like that, the the smell of uh, freshly mown grass. Oh, and um, rain on dry soil. Not that we've had uh, much of that over the last week or two uh, and we could do with the rain. Hello, I'm Peter Seabrook and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm here to exchange some of the latest news, views and a bit of timely advice on all matters gardening. Later on, I'll be speaking to Ray Martin, Secretary of the Rose Society UK, about roses obviously, and uh, some plans for a virtual rose show to kick off the Sun Rose Festival week, the 20th to the 28th of June. Now, just give me uh, a minute while I walk up to the polytunnel and make myself comfortable and catch breath. My thanks to this week's sponsor, Sutton's of Torquay. Oh, here we are. You know, I never walk up the garden without seeing a plant that's desperate for a drink. You can spot them a mile off, you know, just as soon as the leaves go down a little bit. Yeah, I couldn't bear to see that with its leaves down. Now, what is the news this week? Well, I don't know. I've never been so busy. I'm just trying desperately to uh, help those wholesale nursery companies that have thousands, if not millions, of plants stacked up and nowhere to go. But uh, slowly, bit by bit, a number of uh, nurseries are taking orders on the phone and online and arranging delivery. A group of growers on the south coast have, uh, this week, opened up a website called Sotten Growers. Sotten, as in Southampton. The actual uh, web address, S for sugar, dot u k. And if you get in touch with them, they can make uh, deliveries I was interested to read on the website that their delivery driver comes, offloads your order, takes a photograph of it, which of course saves getting a signature, and then honks his horn or rings the bell and off he goes to make another delivery. Johnson's of Wixley too, up in Yorkshire, another enormous nursery making, sorry, growing, container shrubs, trees, hedging, all that kind of thing. They're looking for people to uh, get together to make a bulk order, and if you can get an order of something like £300, they'll make the delivery. Actually, one of the beauties of this, if you're buying direct from a wholesale grower, the price will obviously be uh, a little keener. Who knows, there could be a bit of good come out of all of that. There is another bit of good news too. I hear that the police in Harrogate have allowed a garden centre to open uh, along the supermarket trading systems. I mean, there's no doubt the supermarkets have got us pretty well organised, so we queue, keep a safe distance and have virtually no contact with other human beings. And there's absolutely no reason why garden centres shouldn't do the same. I hope gardens will open too. I see my colleague Alan Titchmarsh is pressing for that. We need gardens open so that when people do have a few free hours, they can walk in the open air. Bluebells are just beginning to open and that's the kind of mental refreshment we need. Actually, the seeking of advice too is increasing. You know, a lot of people getting out in the garden, haven't gardened perhaps much before, Uh, looking for all kinds of advice. Even my producer, Rich, he's been out apparently levelling up a bit of soil and now was looking for turf. I think he'd be much better advised to see if he could get a bit of grass seed because if you've uh, chipped up the surface soil, probably need to water it, you know, with the very dry conditions, and then scatter a little of the right kind of lawn grass seed over it, rapid green immediately comes to mind, it would be up in two or three weeks uh, and would very soon be ready for uh, cutting and trimming. If you are just uh, sowing a small patch, doing a bit of repair, then some fine mesh or net ink to keep off the cats and the birds would be sensible, and in no time, once the grass is up, then uh, it would be well able to look after itself. When it comes to the sowing of seeds, I've suggested that people look about to see if they can find some old packets of seed if they're unable to uh, get new. And in those uh, words of advice, I've usually suggested that parsley and parsnip are not really worth saving. Although, quite honestly, I've just tested some one-year-old parsnip seed. I just put it in... uh, a spread container on some damp tissue and scattered some seeds on that and in about 10 days at least 30 or 40% had germinated i was just doing it as a test but now that i can see the tiny root coming through then i'll draw a drill across some well cultivated soil and just space those little chitted seeds you know the seed with a root just emerging about 2 or 3 inches apart some damp soil in the present weather conditions, uh, they'll be up in no time. I had a question too about uh, some fruit trees and whether it was needed to pollinate them. Well, I've got two cherries here in pots uh, and I've seen uh, insects moving from one to the other. I mean, if you've just got one fruit tree and it's flowering, and hasn't set fruit satisfactorily in the past, might be worth trying to beg a small branch uh, from somewhere else put it in a jam jar of water in the tree and that may well help with pollination would be important with particularly Bramley apple which uh, doesn't uh, provide fertile pollen and and also a a really difficult pear like Commie's pear often in a suburban situation there are uh, suitable trees just down the street and bees do travel some distance to do that pollination. If you're out in the garden then uh, keep a sharp eye out on uh, the fritillaria's areas and any of the lilies. I noticed for the first time this week that there were scarlet lily beetles on the go. I checked the fritillaria's areas first the snake's head fritillary because that's where I usually see the first one and if you can catch uh, and destroy those adults you'll save yourself some trouble in a few weeks time you need to cup your hand well down underneath the leaves and the piece of stem where the beetle is and then just tap it and it'll drop into your hand if they drop to the ground they always fall upside down and, and just show black on their underneath and it's very difficult to find them Interesting too, or pleasing for me, to see the first of the peacock butterflies on the wing. They're moving from flower to flower, and there is quite a bit in flower in my own garden just at present. What a wonderful job forget-me-nots do for us. I mean, I don't think I've planted any for three or four years, uh, but they just self-seed about and seem to come up in just the most appropriate of places. I've got one island bed in the front garden, it's got um, an ornamental cherry grown on a very short leg, so it's almost like a big shrub, just coming into bright pink double flowers, and then behind that, quite a big batch of the new tulip impressions apricot, goodness what a show that's making. And then, just by chance, a big spot of uh, self-seeded forget-me-nots with that lovely rich blue. Amazing what uh, color and uh, ornamentation you can get from just a few seeds. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Now, my guest today is Ray Martin, who is the Secretary of the Rose Society UK. Uh, Ray, I think you're in Ipswich. How are things in Ipswich today?
1: Just outside Ipswich, on, on, on the coast. But yes, it's very nice, sunny.
0: Yeah. Now, you're a rose enthusiast, aren't you? Better be, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for those folk listening in on this conversation, what should they be doing with their roses just now, do you think?
1: Well, they should now have In the middle of, or have just finished pruning, which is the most important job of the year, really. Once you've pruned, then it all starts. Uh, You'll be feeding, and for my part, most importantly, is mulching.
0: I mean, you've got a number of bushes on an allotment, haven't you?
1: I have. I've got uh, about 500 on the allotment, yes.
0: 500? Yeah. Goodness. And are those all pruned?
1: They're 99% pruned and about 75% mulched. And then I, I called it a halt. I thought, it's time to come home. Oh, right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, um, they'll be sitting down, doing nothing for a little while, just growing, really. I'll, I'll have a look at them probably in a week or two, if we're allowed out still. Um, but I've enough work to do at home with the roses, because I've got all the roses that I would have had for Malden show in the greenhouse. And they're just about to flower. Not quite yet, but uh, getting that way.
0: Well, could you take us through what you do to get some roses into early flower? I mean, what size container are they in?
1: Well, do you know, they're not very fussy. Um I've got them in all sizes. I've got cuttings in maybe one or two litre pots. And I've got budded roses in ten litre pots. So they're not really very fussy, provided they have enough attention, you know, water and feed. Uh, I start them off in uh, November normally.
0: What, pot them up in November?
1: No, no, they'll be potted up... Maybe from last year, or yeah, they'll be pre potted. Um, you you can you can pot new ones up in in November, but uh, they tend not to do quite as well as the established ones. But um, so I'll put them into the greenhouse in perhaps November, late November, and then prune them.
0: And how and how hard is that pruning?
1: Well, for me, it's fairly hard because I I grow about 40 50
0: inside. So, how big is the greenhouse then?
1: Oh, I've got three. Oh, right. For this year, I did a little experiment because I, I've, I'm of the opinion that um, when I was first starting out with this, I used to have uh, a little 8 by 6
0: polycarbonate. Yeah. I mean, the polycarbonate would be twin-skinned. So, twin-skinned, yeah. So but, it would, I, it would the, be a bit warmer, wouldn't it?
1: That's what I think it's all about, you know, Peter. I think you just keep it a little bit warmer. I don't put any bubble on my glass ones, to be fair.
0: You need the light, don't you, when they start to grow? You do
1: need the light, but, you know... Down here in, in the East Anglia, as you, as you are, we get very good light, and I, I think with the polycarbonate, it actually diffuses it just the right amount and doesn't burn, doesn't scorch.
0: Yeah, you get a really bright day, the temperature in my polytunnel will be rocketing up to about 100 before I blink.
1: I've just come in from, from my big greenhouse, and it's, it's 43 and uh, 45 in there now. <laughs> Oh, right. So I've got all the vents are open, but uh, it's very warm.
0: So you've got your uh, potted roses pruned in November. Yep. Uh, um, uh, do you have any heat in...?
1: No, none at all. It's, uh,
0: grown cold?
1: All cold. There's, no, there's yeah. nothing to do. You just keep, keep looking at them, really. <laughs> just hoping that they grow. Yeah. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll grow in their own sweet way until, well, normally till May, uh, when we have the Melbourne show, and that's our, our, our spring show. Um the problem is, is that of course, being inside and, and and fairly warm, naturally, you're going to get aphids, greenfly. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Yeah, um, because with only a few, you can deal with them either by finger or, or wash them off with with, uh, with water inside. It's easy.
0: Now, you talk about the Mulvan Show that, unfortunately, of course, is cancelled. Yeah. Uh, um, are you are you disbudding the roses?
1: Um, what. Well, inside you mean well yeah. I do or I don't um it depends on what they are because if we have a class for say a, a, a cluster of flowers then obviously you'd dis you bud differently than you would do if you were going for a single rose if you're going for a single rose you take off the outside buds if you're going for a cluster you take yeah. off the middle one called the terminal bud in fact that, that's that's good advice for, for growing in the garden as well because if you take off the middle middle bud you get a much more floriferous head of roses you know it gives you a better show.
0: That is a, Yes, that is a good tip.
1: It is. I, and, and people don't realise that because if you do that, it will encourage the, the second or even the third row of, of, of buds to develop as well. So on one head of roses you know, on a floribunda, you can get Maybe three weeks of, of bloom, but I keep just budding the, the middle ones, you know. Yeah. So it gives you a better share in the garden as well.
0: Now, what are you going to do with all the bloom you've got this year? Oh, I was nice
1: to... talking to a friend of mine last night on Facebook. Uh, if we're out in jail, I'm going to have a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. going to be cutting roses like, like mad things. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to give them away to people when they're fresh. I, I do give them away anyway, but normally the ones that aren't showworthy, yeah. you know, what yeah. I mean, the ones that don't quite m- mack up to the...
0: Uh, to full show standard.
1: Full show standard, yeah, yeah but, uh, which is quite a few, I have to say, but, um, but no, it'd be nice to, to give a few away. I'm, I'm sure we have a few in the house. Yeah. Thousands, I imagine. <laughs> but, uh, mind you, let's see if we can get out, of course. We, we have to follow the rules, don't we? Yep,
0: yeah, indeed we do. Now, now, Ray, as well as growing all these roses, your secretary of um, the recently formed Rose Society UK. Um, now, this is going to be mostly online in operation isn't
1: it it is yeah we, we, we're, a, we're an on- online society um although we do have a few few members that, that, that don't have access to, to the internet so we, we, we don't encourage it but we do have a few that will will uh will help out with, with a printed copy or two you know um just to keep people interested really i mean particularly in, in the current climate we like to keep everyone informed and and, and uh infused really engaged you know it's, uh, there's a lot of our members, of course, are, are stuck indoors with no garden, uh, which is nice that we can send them out pictures and you know photographs of roses and information just to keep them all engaged, really.
0: Well, so. that was one of the reasons I wanted to speak to you, because uh, the Sun newspaper has operated a competition to find the prettiest rose for the last two years. We're going to do that again uh, this year.
1: Good. That's, that's good news.
0: Well, and I wonder... Uh, can't we have a virtual rose show? Uh, um, our, our date to start Rose Festival Week is the 20th of June. There'll be some pretty good roses knocking about then, won't there?
1: I hope so. <laughs> I, mean, I fully imagine this will be the best year ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, everyone says they're growing better than they ever did because we, we can't show them. So I actually imagine that all of our exhibitors, and to be honest with you, all of our, our members have got roses. They'll have lovely roses this year. So why not share them? Yeah, I, I agree with
0: that. Yeah. I mean, if if if, if um, your exhibitor members were, were to um, stage, I don't know, um, six bloom and a single bloom, and then photograph it and 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 file the pictures, we could judge them on the pictures, couldn't we?
1: Well, it's possible. I I, I don't know how that, that could be achieved, but I'm I'm sure that you'll have a way, Peter.
0: well you know i hate being put off by things no no, i I
1: agree Um, we we have a lot of it isn't just the roses either it's it's everyone it's the dahlias and it's the vegetable growers are all all disgruntled that there'll be no shows but uh if if we can do anything for the roses i'll I'll certainly you know help out as best we can um i think this is a conversation we need to have isn't it how we can do it
0: yes without question and and you know works step by step we've already got the system in place for judging the prettiest rose and there uh, there were over 60 garden centers last year that staged a local prettiest rose competition each one of those then entered their winner and we judged the best from that 60 Uh, and so you know, we've done it before, so there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't put a few more classes well, on Well, I can there. only imagine
1: this year, Peter, that there'll be a, a lot more interest to do it because people can't do anything else, can they?
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I
1: yeah. think it's, it's good to, to, to engage the membership and, and, and just general rose growers as well because uh, you don't need to be an expert to produce one good, good rose or a picture of a rose, do you? N-
0: you don't. And c- can we speak a bit, Ray, about the new... Rose trial grounds that Paul Rochford is organising at Letty Green.
1: Yes, yeah, that that, that oh, it's it's so sad really that this has happened for that alone because uh, we haven't had a trial ground in in England since um, well since the Rose Society folded up, and Paul has um, has very kindly provided land and and uh, facilities to to have a trial in, it's Harford Letty Green. It's near Hartford Hartford in Hertfordshire. And they—they um, they are in full—they were in full swing. Um, they trial every year roses that are submitted for um, for assessment, and um, we were about to start. Looking at them this year, as as to how good they were, it's it's a it's a two three year process.
0: It's going to be next year before awards are announced, isn't it? Well,
1: it would have been, but I mean, it, it kind of I don't really know where Paul is at the moment with, with having people on on, on the site. I mean, obviously with with social distancing, that really can't happen at the moment. So the roses are going to grow regardless. It's just a question of when we judge them, really. Um, but it's it's essential because people haven't had. Uh, in England, certainly, haven't had um, a benchmark to sort of look at how good or how how not so good a rose might be, and this is what the trials are for, so that the, the, the trade can can submit their their best, and uh, it's it's a good guide to what you should buy because you want healthy roses, you want healthy roses that are going to be flowerful and and pretty
0: and and fragrant too, and can fragrant you...
1: because that's the big thing, isn't it? Fragrance when most people see roses, I should say, they the first thing they do is put the nose into it. Well, if if you've just spent two hours preparing it for a show, the last thing you want is someone to put their nose into it. <laughs> um, but the fragrance is it's important.
0: Come on now, you spoil sport, <laughs> No no
1: no, I don't mind afterwards. But you know, it's um actually it's it's surprising that people say oh roses don't smell anymore, but they really do.
0: Oh, without question. And and modern roses are pretty healthy too, aren't they?
1: Well they're healthy. I mean they're they're uh, they're bred for health essentially. And then secondary is, is fragrance, really. I think the breeds are aware that the public want fragrance. Yeah.
0: Well, now, for ordinary garden decoration, and I'm thinking particularly of sort of single-bloom cut roses, could you recommend two or three varieties or, or mention what are your favourites?
1: Well, Do you know what? I, I, I'm not going to recommend them, but I'm going to, going to suggest to people that when they can get out and, and buy roses again, there's a, a, there's a, a, a group of roses now are uh, sold in the garden centres called um, Home Florist Roses.
0: They're fantastic, aren't they? We've, we've got um, three or four of each of those three colours are planted at the Floral Fantasia area at Hyde Hall. People absolutely love them because of the scent. Boy, you could smell them.
1: They've got scent and, and they grow like a... A florist rose, they'll have a long stem and you can cut them and they'll look nice in the house.
0: As soon as you've you know, cut them back to a good leaf after flowering, they break pretty well straight away. Do they? And we yeah. had I would think at least four flushes of flower off them.
1: Well, of course, we're, we're quite um, lucky in this, this part of East Anglia because they're all grown up, up there in, yes. in Norfolk, aren't they? Yeah. And uh, they're all uh, bred by a guy called Noack who's uh, quite an accomplished breeder, and I'd, so I've, I've got some now, but I've not had the chance to actually grow oh, them well yet. Well, you've
0: got some excitement to come then, Ray. Yeah. Well, I hope
1: so. I've got I've got, I've got a lot of roses to look forward to, m- most certainly.
0: Ray, it's great speaking to you today, and when you've got a nice lot of roses in flower in your greenhouse, please do take a picture, send it to me, and we'll share, and we'll share that.
1: It'll be a while yet, because uh, they're, they're just hanging on a bit, but nice to talk to you, Peter. Thanks
0: very much, Ray. tailpiece? Well, how about uh, the son who told his dad, I'm considering taking up farming? And the dad replies, you don't have the brains, boy, and I don't have the money. So if I were you, I'd stick to horticulture. (laughs) Having been brought up on a farm and earned a pretty good living in horticulture, I have some sympathy with uh, that opinion. Although I have to say, you need some brains, dedication and hard work. And if you want to know what exams we horticulturists need to take, well, we all need hoe levels, of course. Sorry about that. My thanks to Sutton's Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this week's podcast, and, of course, to my producer, Rich Charman, and to you for listening. We'll be back with you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.